0: Thanks, Alan. Thanks. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Just to, to, to localise it a little bit, I'm, I'm sure you're very much aware of the incredible work that goes on here with Barbara and her team uh, at the ISPCA in Wexford.
1: Excellent, yeah. Barbara um, is one of the, I'd say, she is a, a national stalwart of uh, Wanamal for across Ireland. She's uh, an ex chair of the ISPCA uh, for a long number of years uh, and an excellent career. Uh, beyond Swextridge and into Waterford and other counties. Yeah, very, very well aware of Barbara's work and I know she's working very hard at the moment on uh, looking to develop uh, further services down there and to build... So uh, we, we wish her and Wexford SBCA every success. I
0: want to look at the core of this framework now, but uh, at this point in time, as you and I speak this morning, Dr. Sir, where is animal cruelty to the forefront? Is it still with horses? I know uh, there, there's been mistreatment of horses and, of course, uh, dogs as well and puppy farms, etc. Um, what are you dealing with mostly at the moment as an organisation?
1: Yeah, I think you've mentioned the main ones there. Obviously, the biggest issue we have at the moment post-COVID is with dogs. We have, um, obviously, issues with um, cats and colonies of cats around the country. Um, And we have a equine centre in Mallow, which is very busy as well with horses and and related animals, such as donkeys. But the main issue for us, I suppose, and the focus for us at the moment post-COVID would be on dogs.
0: Yeah, and to what extent and to what scale are we talking about now at the moment then?
1: Yeah, I I suppose, um, you know, to put it in perspective, um, the ISPCA, we have centres in Donegal, Longford, Mallow, as I mentioned earlier, which also takes dogs, and we have Wickham, so we have four centres across the uh, the country, and I'll come back to that in terms of our strategic framework, but... uh, during COVID, we were very lucky in that any animals we brought in, we have to go through sort of a series of processes and they're taken in from, we, we, we're unique in the sense that we take animals from cruelty and that, uh, we don't just take strays or anything, the dogs are unhealthy when they come into us so we have to rehab them and rehabilitate them and then the key element for us obviously after doing all that is to get them a loving home you know, once they're well and um, you know they're ready for, for, to move on. And during COVID, we found that uh, a lot of people were working from home, were in a good position to be able to take animals into the family, which is fantastic. As I said, that's our ultimate goal for every animal we take in. And large numbers moved in. So we would have up to 2,000 animals coming into us, uh, 800 of which would be dogs, And a significant number of those during COVID uh, were rehomed relatively easily. Post COVID, uh, and just to sort of point this, this is just you know a serious point for us at the moment. Post COVID, people have come back to work and have decided that they're not really uh, available to take an animal in. So our rehoming has uh, dropped dramatically. Mm -hmm. On top of that, the level of cruelty in Ireland uh, remains high, um, and our inspectors. Uh, who are authorised officers under the 2013 Animal Health and Health Act uh, are taking animals in um, and at a higher rate. And a small number, just to give you an example, uh, last year, for the first three months of the year, Inspector took in 180 dogs. It's now at 380 dogs for this year. So our numbers have got. Uh, it's gone up, not only you know more than more than double. So it's just it's um, that's what we're facing at the moment. So it's significant challenges. Um,
0: coming okay. Have you any breakdown in County Wexford at this point in time, Doctor Sarah? Do you, do you do you know where we are? I haven't spoken to Barbara for a while. Maybe I, I can go back to her if you can't give me the actual stats for Wexford. Any idea what, where we are with this?
1: In, well, in terms of Wexford, it's the same as the rest of the country and, and the numbers are still high. So our inspectors, uh, you know, in the Waterford uh, Wexford area would still be very busy in terms of the numbers of animals that we're taking in. So it's still a very significant issue. Uh, and for Barbara and our team, it's a significant issue. It's not going away. And, like, uh, I'm meeting Barbara in about a half an hour, uh, you know, so we'll be we'll be talking about it, but it is it's a significant issue for us right. right across the country. So you can take it that Wexford is no different. And, and, and coming into our... Uh, Strategy as, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, uh, we're coming at 53. Uh, at ISPCA. Uh, we're 75 years in existence to the point where uh, we've grown the organisation. We have experience and expertise across the organisation for a long number of years. Including Barbara and others who helped us grow uh, right. to the point where we're the largest animal welfare organisation in Ireland.
0: So you're looking at this for five years. So what are you? Yeah. Plan- what are you planning for five years? And what what is the so, five yeah, year plan?
1: Yeah, five year plan. And as I we said, we're coming in, and thank you for for that introduction, Because the key thing is there are challenges coming into 2023. There's no doubt. But we also see that there are very significant opportunities for us uh, over the next five years. So we've divided our strategy into three main pillars. uh, The prevention of cruelty, the protection of the animals we take in, and then the prosecution of people who continue to fall foul of animal welfare laws. So in terms of uh, uh, the prevention, we're going to focus on developing our education programs and our advocacy because if we get the younger generations to appreciate how important it is to treat animals well, it reduces the uh, chances that it will occur into the future. So we're we're going to really put a lot of effort into that. We're also going to work on advocacy in terms of advocating behalf of animals to improve legislation with, with the government and uh, with the Minister of Agriculture, who we work very closely with. Then the protection piece, as I mentioned earlier, we have our centres in Donegal, Longford, uh, Cork and Wicklow. We're going to develop those, we'll invest in those and we'll expand our capacity in those because we, we need, unfortunately, it's, it's not going away anytime soon and we need to be able to increase our capacity there. And we're looking to go into the West as well because we're an all-Ireland um, animal welfare charity and, charging, and uh, we need to have our services available to everybody. So we're looking to expand over the West. So that's the protection. And finally, on the prosecution that I mentioned earlier, we have nine inspectors who have the same powers under the uh, Animal Welfare Act as in Gratitude Colonel. So we can, um, if, if we find cruelty anywhere, we get between ten and 15,000 calls a year into Longford, into our uh, helpline. And of those, about 3,000 of those end up uh, with inspections or going to the inspectors, and about 2,000 end up with inspections. And everything in terms of improvement orders, et cetera, can happen in those inspections. And we end up with about 20 or 30 of those in court. Uh, and we have very successful right. uh, court cases in terms of people who do fall foul at law. Obviously, in Ireland today, we need to improve and increase our enforcement. So we're, over the strategy five years, we're determined to uh, we have a very successful enforcement team but we need to expand this because enforcement is key to the legislation across Ireland. Yeah,
0: when you say some of these go to court, what type of uh, thing are we talking about here, sir? What what ends up with uh, a case of animal cruelty being in the court? Uh, You don't have to be too graphic, but just can you give us an example? Is it malnourishment? What is it?
1: yeah, it's, it, it, it is that. It's the case that uh, what we find is that um, puppy farms have been a major difficulty for us in that uh, people get into this uh, business of um, breeding animals, and breeding dogs and then find that they can't cope with the numbers. Uh, sales, particularly now post-COVID where people are paying a significant premium to buy a dog or a cat or whatever for the home, that's all gone and they're left in a situation now where they're not making money and the animals so we're finding animals in dire conditions and treated really badly, badly homed. a living, as you said, I don't want to be too graphic but you know, more or less not being cleaned up and, and, and in really emaciated conditions so it is very, very tough on our team um, but as I said, we are very professional, we're experts and we're very passionate about what we do, you, you can imagine Alan, the, the, you know, how great everybody feels when they see an animal coming through which has been treated really badly, ended yeah. up with a court face and ends up in a loving home it's it's, it's the greatest job in the world but uh, the, the start of that process is a tough process, and an emotional, emotional, emotional process for everybody, but they the, the court cases end up, uh, as I said, we've, we had about 25 of them last year. Every one of them were successful, from my point of view. They were all uh, prosecuted. And the range of prosecutions, uh, it could be a fine, you know, uh, in the thousands. It, you have to repay costs, because if we have to house an animal, and this is another issue, I'll come back in a second, in terms of private kennedy, it can be um, tens of thousands in cost. Yeah, Uh, and uh, looking to recover those Um, and custodial sentences and and sentences, you know, uh, jail sentences. So it can be very, very serious uh, in terms of what uh, the judiciary will do on the act, because uh, you know there can be really horrific stories.
0: And if if you spot something, if you see an animal that you believe is being mistreated, what is your course of action? Do you go to and guardish your or Do you go to the ISPCA or do you go to both?
1: Uh, Immediately, I suppose for us, uh, our helpline is uh, 0818 515 515 if you ring that our inspectors will um follow up immediately for you depending on how serious the emergency is um and the guard is similarly will will uh, obviously the young are not equipped on a day-to-day basis to take animals than we are you know so obviously both options are there for for folk but as i said 0818 515 and we we will respond immediately we have our inspectors across yeah. the country and uh, we will, we will uh, move on it on their behalf. So, um, yeah, as I said, that's, that's it. And if you go to the ISPCA website, uh, ispca.ie, you'll get more information there. Just one thing finally is to say, just based on what we were talking about earlier, we have a, a situation as I said, where the number of dogs coming in. Um, uh, through uh, uh, events of cruelty have gone up significantly and we, we've ended up now with um, having to rent kennels. We can't leave animals behind us. We can't just say, oh, we'll come back next week, or whatever. We have to take them on. Yes. The numbers have gone up. So we're now renting private kennels. So we're looking for people in in the Wexford area if they can, You know, if they're considering it uh, and Barbara will, will direct them uh, to either ourselves or herself to take um, you know dogs in even on a foster basis because if you foster an animal it gives a loving home even on a temporary basis which is a far better environment than a kennel so we'd really appreciate if people put the names forward or if it was inside itself it'd be fantastic and if they want to contribute to the private kenneling costs to go to the SPCA and, and press the donate button we'd really appreciate it
0: Wish you well with the strategy and thank you for talking to us and good luck with your meeting with Barbara. As I said, she's a powerful powerful, uh, advocate for all that's good about animal welfare and wish you well for the future. Thanks for talking to us.